Welcome back to Poo Poo Platter. It is I, Mike Coscarelli. It is me, Justin Perez. And we'd like to welcome you back into Triple P. Uh, after this week, obviously, most of uh, our show and all of the um, uh, accommodating um, digital assets are, I guess, seemingly problematic since we are, um, you know, uh, about a week removed here from Gillis Gate. Where Shane Gillis was uh, fired off of uh, Saturday Night Live for using um, racial Asian epithets, racial epithets against Asians. However, you'd like to say it, he did it. Were you going to say something, Justin? No. <laughs> uh, yeah. So oh, uh, you just wanted to be quiet. <laughs> Keep I quiet. Wanted to ta- I wanted to hear <laughs> you dig yourself into a hole. Well, I did it. Um, yeah. So we're uh, a week away from uh, Gillis Gate. Uh, later on in the episode, we're going to talk to uh, town crier uh, Leo Wolf, right? Village idiot, yes. and uh, you will giant hear forehead, <laughs> giant forehead. You, you will you will hear uh, two people who, who are white who consider themselves minorities, <laughs> and myself argue about the same thing for an hour. <laughs> It'll be incredible. <laughs> An Italian man who thinks Jewish is also part of his heritage, and he's also minority. I don't minority. think it's part of my heritage. It's part <laughs> of my heritage. I've you met my Jewish mother. Uh, well, perhaps she's Jewish. Uh, and Not then, perhaps. How Jewish is she? She's Jewish. Tell me a tale of how Jewish she is. Her mother is Jewish. Her no, no, mother no. is Jewish. I want a stereotypical story. I was not allowed to wear. I, I, my uncle, my Italian uncles gave me a cross when I was a kid uh-huh. for my communion. I was not allowed to wear my cross around my Jewish grandmother. Oh, because your mom sold it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted something like very like stereotypically. Man, that's cheap. Or like I, I wanted something like that. Well, we're not living stereotypes. Some people uh. outlive our stereotypes, Justin. Uh, You're right. the racist here. Yeah, well. You fucking racist. Puerto Ricans can be racist too. Did you know that? Oh no, we're exempt. We're exempt. We just made the exemption. Fucking racist pig. Sorry. (laughs) Um, Well, we appreciate you guys listening, even though uh, Justin is uh, uh, unbearably racist. Yes. Um, Leo Wolf actually stayed behind. We're taping our intro to the show uh, after After the interview, right? And uh, Justin gave Leo two options. He said. (laughs) He said you can leave uh, or you can hang out, I guess, while we um, record this thing. And Leo said, you got any video games? (laughs) So like a child, Leo is sitting on my bed uh, about a foot away from the TV playing NBA 2K 2020. That's right. And uh, it's very adorable. It's It's like my dream scenario if I had a child. Right. Because he's little. He's at the TV playing my favorite video game. Right. And he's Jewish. Right. And that's what I hope for my child. That's right. Uh, So we have a lot to talk about before we get to Leo. Um, Obviously, I'm in the mood for a good nap. So, Justin, why don't you tell us about your week? Well, my week was incredible. Um, I ordered... um, I moved into my apartment a few months ago, and I've been slowly accumulating furniture. So I have this big, like, tall bar that's really nice. And I have these two stools that I bought. And I only bought two because I wanted to make sure it was nice. They came. I like them. So I, I had to wait almost a month and a half until they had them in stock again. Long story short, I mm-hmm. ordered them. They're $376 for two stools. For two stools, And uh, they were supposed to arrive, you won't believe it, today. And Mike, do you see four stools around you? 
Or do you just see no, the two? No, but that I'm were watching here? Leo play video games. Okay. There's not four stools here because uh, All Modern did not deliver the stools the day they were. Oh, so there was a guy at my job. Uh, I'm not going to say his name, but he's a uh, 56-year-old Italian man who I work with uh-huh. who used to work in customer service service at MCI back in the 90s. Wow. And he's known at my job as a real uh, get-over. He's someone that people go, listen, I'm getting screwed over on my direct TV. I need you to call them and get me a deal. And he like somehow sweet talks them and gets some crazy deal. So I said, hey... Um, if you can get me a little deal here, uh, uh, I was like, Danny, if you can figure this out for me, it would be great. If I get some money back or like, I don't know, like a credit, a store credit for this place, he goes, I'll see what I can do. Mm. So I read in all the information. He calls them. He goes, this is Justin Perez. I'd like to uh, complain. It's supposed to be here this day, blah, blah, blah. And I'm having guests over this weekend and I don't have the chairs I need and I'm going to have to rent chairs now because I don't have the, the chairs I, I ordered, the stools. And she goes, oh, I'm so sorry about that. Um, would you like a store credit? No, no, no. I, I, I'm renting. I'm spending money renting stools for company for this big party I'm having. And she goes, oh, well, I, I don't know what to tell you. And he goes, listen, I can curse at you all for, for 10 minutes. And you're going to put me in hold and laugh with your friends. Or just is there something we can work out so that I don't take my business elsewhere? And she goes, hold on. Comes back and goes, how's $94? That's uh, 25% of your purchase. And he goes, you know what? I'm spending a lot of time, though, on this and a lot of effort to get these stools. How's 150 And she goes, hold on. I'll ask. Comes back. Yeah, 150 sounds good. So he got me $150 refunded out of 376 44% of what I've spent was refunded to me just because this guy was like a just – he just knows how to talk to people. And – it was the greatest moment of my life that I had nothing to do with, and I'm so happy, and I think about it all the time now. Leo, what would you think of that story? <laughs> uh, Leo said I wasn't listening, and then he missed two free throws uh, in NBA 2K20. Uh, Mike, what did you think of that story? Not much. <laughs> Well, I liked it. It was a good time, and uh, I'm happy with myself. Uh, that happened, and then something crazy happened where my ex-girlfriend gave away. She had to not give away. She, I'm just don't even want to talk Your about it. Your dog. No, uh, no, no. My old my, my ex-girlfriend had a dog that we adopted together. It's her dog now. She cannot handle it. She's working 12 hours a day. She's essentially working to pit the dog in daycare. It was right. really like an insane life that she had. And the dog is a handful because he's adopted. And it's adopted. It's got some behavioral issues. But it's a very sweet dog. And yeah. it's like a little sweet boy. And today, this fucking guy who adopted it from her got drunk and like just sent her like a litany of threatening messages. And now I'm in this position of like, Am I gonna fight somebody for my ex girlfriend's honor? You know what I mean. Like, am I gonna fight a five foot one, fifty uh, five year old man who is threatened? I've never had something so crazy happen to me or to someone I care about, and it's very, very insane. Yeah, man, I'm with you. You read the text, right? Did they're they're quite craven. Yeah, I I almost debate even bringing this up because it's insane, but uh, 
hoping for a, a speedy recovery for that scenario. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we got to the bottom of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't even get into it. It's so disturbing to me, but it's pretty fucked up. Right. Um. Anyway, Mike, how was your week? Uh. You know, uh, like most weeks, I was wishing that uh, some sort of large automobile uh, ran me over uh, and just ended it all. But uh, one highlight of the week was uh, Uh that I was the best man at my best friend Evan Lafragola's wedding. Uh Gave a best man speech, had everybody in tears, Uh which was nice. Um, Finally, everybody got to feel how I feel on a daily basis. Wait, your best speech man had people in tears? What what was the speech? I'm not going to do the speech, but... I mean, like a... Like I just said the, good... I said really flattering things about my friend and his now wife. What um, was the line that you think that... Like, the one sentence that really brought people over the You know edge? what it was? I was crying. You were crying? Yeah. I, I got, like, oh choked God. up. So I think everybody else started getting choked up. And uh, they call that acting. No, they, Justin. They probably went... Wait, is that the one with Down syndrome in his family? <laughs> or is, oh, no, it's his sister. Okay. I should be on SNL, Justin. <laughs> I, they took Bo and Yang. Should have taken me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was fun. Uh, weddings what are... What was the line that you were crying at? I don't have a specific you. I, I'm line. I'm not straight. No, I, no it was... Uh, my girlfriend's a charade. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, Evan, please don't do this to me. Evan, Evan, sweet, sweet Evan. I just started I, seeing... I, I miss your musk and your taste. <laughs> I started seeing, you know, I started seeing lines that I had written about just like me and Evan kind of, you know, going through hard times together and, uh, you know, meeting uh, Evan's girlfriends along the way. You know, we're 30 now, but there's been 15 years of girlfriends and all that... <laughs> And I don't know, like, so there's something that I'm just sure his girlfriend loved that one. <laughs> well, I didn't say that, but like, oh, there's Melissa. Michelle, I used that to. It was a misdirect. See, I still know how to write jokes, but uh-huh. uh, I I used my joke writing in this uh, speech because I set it up with one thing and then I misdirected them with like another. Did you do the process? Like, like my process for joke telling is I say racist things on a podcast a year ago, and that's part of my process. <laughs> Not <laughs> and then I do the voice of, of the process, of the group that I'm making fun of. <laughs> That's like my process, right? To be funny. No, I uh, I uh, I just I don't know. I just got I got very choked up at mm-hmm. specific times I because see. I don't know. Just certain things kind of triggered me into memories of the two of us. And then, like, obviously, I really do love his wife a lot. Uh, I think she's like a really awesome woman, and uh, I'm just excited for them. So, for whatever reason, I just you know. I think it got a little emotionally overwhelming yeah. and a speech that was meant to be like kind of funny, but also uh-huh. a little touching, I think was a little more, you know, I think it was a little more tender because I was, you know, uh, emotional about it. But if you could marry anyone, uh, Evan's girlfriend or your girlfriend, who would you marry? That's a very good question. I don't know that I feel comfortable enough to say you can't see this but mike's writing down evan's girlfriend (laughs) (laughs) wife 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 he he crossed out girlfriend and wrote (laughs) he's ready he's writing wife weddings though man they are they're it's a fascinating thing because um (laughs) it's something that why why are you laughing (laughs) you sound like the oldest you sound like andy rooney Uh, don't get me started on weddings (laughs) another contraption made by the hallmark company (laughs) weddings no oh brother (laughs) not quite but i don't know it's something that like truly is so unenjoyable 
if you are like if you are not very close with the he person. goes i'm not doing that and then he proceeds to become andy rooney <laughs> they're so un- unenjoyable no like like evan's wedding was a lot of fun and like I, i'm happy that i was a part of it and uh-huh. everything but there were moments where i was like if this was somebody else like I just like it was the first wedding that I had really been to in my adult life. I think I think it maybe been like one other wedding. Mm-hmm. I don't have friends that have gotten married. You know, Leo doesn't certainly is not going to get married anytime soon. I uh, think Leo will get married before me or you. Maybe. Uh, close. You're not close to getting married. I'm not close. I don't no. know anybody that's close to getting married other than these <laughs> other than these losers that live out <laughs> in New Jersey. Uh, and I did just sort of it did hit me to think like just Jesus Christ, man, like like. There's people that I know that do like five of these or six of these like in a summer, like people with like families that have a lot of cousins or whatever. One of the guys that was at the wedding was telling me like, we had to do this six times because my wife has like 15 cousins. I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, man, I'd kill myself. If that was my summer going to a different wedding every weekend, oh my God. So if I want you to kill yourself, just invite you to a lot of weddings. Is is that the formula? Uh, Well, I'll probably just not go. But wow. Dude, it's just like the whole thing. It just seems kind of like I understand the aspect of like the party element of it Uh uh because that I guess is like it's the only like real reason to have it. It's just like uh, there is just so much that goes into it. You have to give people money. You have to dress up like you have to do all this stuff. Like I would have if I if the wedding if I could have gone in a Nike tracksuit to the wedding. I think I would have had a better time because everybody's dancing and you're wearing these like uncomfortable clothes yeah. and you look nice for some reason. Yeah. I don't know. I think you would wear a Nike track suit to any event, right? At this point in my life. Yeah. Okay. Where I'm in like the Phil Spector. Uh, no, you're in the, the, uh, the Tony Soprano, uh, Tony, Tony used to wear suits and stuff. Yeah. But he mostly wore like sweats and like a, a gut. No, he was Tony was like, Part of his like charm was that he was like this old romantic that wore like blazers and stuff. <laughs> he wore blazers. Well, really making the case for blazers and uh, <laughs> like, pleated pants. He was well dressed. Uh, <laughs> He's not well dressed, but he dressed like a fucking like you know like a goomba in the yeah. in, like two thousand one. All right, but yeah, I think that that's like you know I I, w- I truly these like adult obligations are just just awful. Can I give you my advice? Yeah. Um, Wait very long time to really get your shit together. Um, I'm not like giving an example of anyone, but wait a long time. Like wait, let's say like 33 or 34, you start to get your shit together. Yeah. Then you fuck up a few relationships, whatever. You meet someone who's not right for you, whatever the hell it is. And then you start to get your shit together. And then you meet someone else who's also around the same age, like 36 or so. And then you're both like, let's just have a party and like call it a wedding like that's what's gonna ha- like that's my fu- my future is i'm gonna be so fed up with going to weddings and the person i marry is gonna be 36 also or 37 or whatever age i am and we're both just gonna be like let's just like do it right now how very millennial of you justin no no, no it's not millennial it's just hey hey fellow kids it's no. me justin <laughs> <laughs> let's no, throw traditional to the it's wind <laughs> two people who've given up on life and they said why even spend money the most millennial thing you can do is have an elaborate wedding outside outside weddings yeah is very millennial and like you know it's at a nature preserve or it's at like the historic oh, <laughs> you can't see but mike's mic stand just slid down and pinched his skin in between the mic stand that and the hurts mic, so much and it oh was my very God. satisfying to watch oh fuck that hurt oh that's great sorry guys 
Anyway, go ahead. What were you saying? Well, you I was saying, saying some, some nonsense unwrath, about some bullshit. If you unwrath the millennial rage, if you unwrath the millennial rage, the mic stand will bite you every time. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it, you know, uh, traditions seem to keep changing quite a bit. All right, if you were to marry, uh, Leo's girlfriend or your girlfriend, probably my girlfriend. Really? Yeah. Have you met Leo's girlfriend? Yeah, she's actually my girlfriend's an accountant too. I was gonna say she's an accountant. That's kind of boring. Well, someone's job doesn't make who they are. Oh, you'd be surprised, Justin. You're a person who edits a podcast. I produce podcasts. Yeah, you edit them also. I edit them also, but that's not <laughs> only. See, you use the same problem that I have with my girlfriend. What? You have no respect for what I do. <laughs> well, uh, do something that makes me respect you. You don't understand what I do. So I you, see what you so do. You, what do you mean? I, I so spend you the belittle most, it. Outside of your girlfriend, I spend the most time with you. It's not even close. It's me. It, it's your girlfriend, then me, and then, like, I don't know, the uh, a, a Nike sweatpants. Those are the top three people in your life right now. <laughs> Two Hispanics and a pair of Nike sweatpants. A $75 pair of Nike sweatpants. <laughs> they were $75. Exactly. Right. Fucking exactly. All right. Well, why don't we get to our guest for this week? I All right. I think we're out of things to talk about. Wouldn't you say? Uh, did I talk about the chairs? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. All right. All right. Uh, our next guest. Uh, he's very funny. He's a, a comedian in New York City. Uh, he's also starting a GoFundMe to get uh, <laughs> all of the uh, world at large to give him money so he doesn't start a podcast, which I think is a very noble endeavor. Uh, we are very happy to be joined by Leo Wolf. <laughs> Welcome back to Poo Poo Platter, everybody. <laughs> Mike and Justin back with a guest who cannot shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> to begin with, uh, our next guest can be found at midnight at the Ha Comedy Club. LOL. LOL. Yeah. Ha's long gone. <laughs> no, no, he's there somehow. <laughs> he's at LOL at midnights and 1 a.m. And he can be found all over New York City. Uh, Doing stand-up comedy. Please give it up for our guest, town drunk, <laughs> Leo Wolf. <laughs> Great to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you for coming on, Leo. Uh, we listen. Here, here's what happened, folks. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's give this scene. First so of we were all, supposed to have a very funny female comedian. We were supposed to have a very funny female comedian who's famous. Uh, schedules happen, so we book schedules Leo. Schedules do be happening. So uh, let's just go through the the timeline of of booking Leo. So Leo, unprompted, by nothing. Goes, no, you liked my, you shared my tweet. Yes, but then he goes. Uh, hey, when are you guys going to get me on the podcast? And so Mike... This is to you separately. Because yeah. he retweeted my tweet that's please, doing well, please don't, by the way. Don't muddle the timeline here. So then Mike goes, hey, uh, our, our our mystery guest can't do it and our backup guest can't do it. Our mystery guest. Like people have any... <laughs> Wait, who is the backup? If there's any mystery to who the guest is. And so our backup <laughs> guest couldn't do it. So they're like... So Mike goes, should we have Leo on? And I go, he just messaged me to do our podcast. So I go, yeah, message him. So then a minute later, I guess after you messaged him, he goes, wow, I didn't think you'd cave so quickly like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, folks. So Leo has, has appeared on every single Mike Coscarelli podcast that has ever existed. And within the month, <laughs> yeah, all that podcast is shut down. And we figured that things were just going too well over here at Poo Poo Platter. 
So we thought it'd be a great time to bring Leo Wolf in and kind of cool things off. <laughs> no, it's like a test of your commitment to this podcast. The yeah. listener's commitment to the no, podcast? No, your commitment oh, to the listeners. Yeah, I usually quit. If I could break your after. will in this episode. <laughs> yeah, uh, Leo came into my apartment hot. He literally came in complaining. He was like a an old Jew at like a deli just sending back the soup. <laughs> you, came, you came in. Why didn't you tell me there was so much salt on this? <laughs> he came in and he was like... You know, I and I just I, and I went past your stop, and I don't know why. I, it's always a hassle to get here, and I'm like, "What are you talking about? You've never come here before." No, I didn't say always. I said, "Why is it such a hassle to get here?" I. It's the stop. Asking you no, a the, rhetorical question. No, the, it's no, the no. Stop that the Google train, Maps tells you to get. No, no. Off the at. train o- purposely overshoots you over the stop, <laughs> and then you have to go back up, and then. I want. I didn't want to be late, so I got off. The train is plotting. I thought I could you, take Leo. a cab. Uh-huh. Obviously, no cabs here because you're poor. <laughs> and <laughs> so then I was like, "All right, let me see the closest city bike." And then I walked two avenues over to get a city bike and rode up twenty blocks to get here on a city bike. So I was sweating. Wow. Your jacket's still on. <laughs> you never took it off. No, you're yeah. still dressed like a, an actual muppet. Oh, this All is right. good for the listeners. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, we we want us wearing to khaki <laughs> pants, uh, <laughs> Nike SBs. Uh, a uh, chambray and a wearing a black yeah. bomber jacket. It's important to paint a picture of what a loser stands before us. <laughs> I mean, you, for the you listener, describe old Jew at a diner is good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, big forehead. Uh, imagine your old Jewish father, uh, forty years younger. Yes. Hey. Uh, Leo joins <laughs> us today because he actually uh, he's Let's here to roast promote him a something for a few more minutes. <laughs> I hear, you hear that? It's the sound of radio. It's clicking off. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's the sound of too many inside jokes. Losing the fifty people we have. Uh, Leo joins <laughs> us because he's actually he's here to promote something for once. Yeah. Um, Leo uh, is currently. Um, uh, advocating for a, uh, a tremendous cause, I would say tremendous. Would you agree? Yeah, he's set up a GoFundMe uh, in his name for him to not start a podcast. Correct. And Leo, how much money have you raised to not start a podcast? Uh, uh, well, so my goal is ten thousand dollars to not start a podcast. Now, what 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 does not starting a podcast really entail, Leo? I think it will be a gift to. Let's say all of your listeners. Yeah. <laughs> right? Because I will not personally track every one of them down and ask them to personally listen to my podcast. Right, right. Yeah. So if I raise this $10,000, that will not happen. So your thinking is that when a comedian's career stalls, much like, let's say, yours and mine. Right. <laughs> And Justin's. Oh, I, yeah. There's I, really I thought, one I it was path. Free from this. <laughs> there's one path. Well, well, he's not a comedian, so thank you. Who? Okay, Justin. I, no. I did a show last night, buddy boy. No, for free. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> Leo, you have to resist your urge to do bad podcasting. <laughs> Please focus. <laughs> right. So I think it's like, yeah, in comedy, there's really one path. You fail at it for a long time, and then oh. you do a podcast. <laughs> I then you fail at that. Yeah. I've done, I've, you know, I've accepted that I failed at it for a long time. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I really don't want to start a podcast. And I think the only solution for that is to get $10,000. <laughs> to sit around. <laughs> yeah. And so I, you know, I started this campaign and the donations and support has been pouring in. And I'm, I would say I am like $9,983 away from. The ten thousand. So you get seventeen. I got about seventeen dollars. Yeah, 
if you so go, you're so there is a GoFundMe page. You could find it off oh, my Twitter I know there is. or Instagram account. And uh-huh. actually, there's at, an at outpouring. Uh, the Twitter account is at Left Wolf. It's a pinned tweet right now. There's a nice little video that uh-huh. is um, probably two minutes too long. And here's the thing, folks: if you pay him double, you don't even have to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're going to give him ten, give him twenty, and you you can avoid Leo altogether. So you're basically doing the strategy of coming on a subway and going, I'm going to shit myself unless you cocksuckers give me fucking money. And then hoping somebody pays to not see you embarrass yourself. Right. Mine is the bad act out. Oh, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. <laughs> for some reason, you don't rattle me, Leo. You rattle everyone else in this world, but for, I'm always amused by you. Uh, we were playing basketball like three weeks ago. Oh, yeah. This is going to walk everybody. <laughs> we were playing basketball three weeks ago. And you know when basketball, you check the ball by checking it, just passing it to the yeah. person to start the point. He fucking whips it at this dude so much so that it like bounces off him. It's Courtney Farrington. Too. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love Courtney. Another person in this audience it, doesn't know. It, the, the point is, you you love to rankle people. Yeah, yeah it's and fun. And people get furious at you, and it's very funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love being a heel. it'll never work with me. But anyway, so <laughs> if you donate, there's a GoFundMe, I think. If you just search Leo Wolf starting a podcast on GoFundMe, it'll come up. Um, if you ask me, I'll give you the link. But I'm taking donations. Very close. Yep. And... Uh, if I don't raise this money, I don't have a timeline on it, but then I will definitely start a podcast. And Correct. Leo's in a good situation. He lives with his girlfriend. And if you want to ruin his life, just like pretend you're interested in him and send him a DM and just like just start to fuck with his life to think that he's like, maybe I should get out of this. You know, uh, I mean? Leo's not going to make any move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he knows better. I am. Why did, you, why did you want to DM me? <laughs> what, I hope what, you're happy, What about me? Yeah, pretty think. much any female that is interested in me, I just think is an idiot. <laughs> Instantly. <laughs> what a moron. You're, you're better off uh, putting your time into donating to my oh non-podcast. My right. <laughs> it always goes back to money. All right. Uh, so <laughs> well, Leo joins us today. Uh, because Leo is... Because I got a viral tweet going. That's certainly not No, why. no, no. Leo is white. <laughs> Leo is small and disgruntled and frustrated, almost as if he had lost, potentially, the job opportunity of a lifetime and at Saturday Night Live. Yes. R.I.P. Shane Gillis. Uh, we're here to talk about, for those of you who don't know, uh, which is most of our audience, uh, Shane Gillis <laughs> no, was Everybody a, knows this. There's no, no way. No, some people don't know Regular really? people don't know this. So oh, Sh- Shane Gillis is a, a chubby, tall comedian who auditioned for SNL, got it, was announced with Bowen Yang and another female who had... I, I, Someone who will be off the a show. A female who I don't know. Uh, and so the three of them were announced, and then within like a few hours of him being announced, Seth Seth Simmons, a uh, a freelance comedy writer, yes, uh, the lowest of the low. <laughs> I mean, we're how does one how is one a freelance comedy we writer? Are a freelance <laughs> podcast, I'll have you know. Uh, so he he posted a video of of uh, Shane. Uh, on a on his own podcast, yeah, uh, the video of his own podcast that he released uh, into the world, and he's just dug up from the bottoms of the internet from a year ago <laughs> <laughs> of a podcast that they were promoting, uh, uh, pushing real hard until a month ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instagram posts, yeah, posts. Yeah. He, yeah. Pr- he probably was there like an hour ago, just just yeah. like, oh wait, I this is way too easy to find. Uh, so. There was a video of him and his co-host on his podcast, and they're talking about going to Chinatown. Shane is telling me about going to Chinatown, and immediately goes, drops the C word, uh, which is not cunt. It is, uh, it rhymes with uh, thinks, right? 
I guess so. Yeah, is, I guess is that does. as close as we can get to it? You guys it's understand a, what I'm saying? Raci- it's a slur a lot of racial for epi- Chinese people. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of racial. So he drops slurs. a slur for Chinese people instantly. Instantly, most people when they watch the clip of it, they go, "Where did he say it?" Because it happens at like second one. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's just the first thing you hear in the clip. Yeah, it would be like. Well, I can say from now on, if we're gonna say the slur instead, dirty of say, Jew. Yeah, yeah. No, so say the slur, that. Say the slur that, of your own Leo. people. So he drops spick. <laughs> no, no. He drops spick real quick, right? And you're like, oh my god, that so was for Mike. It would be dumb fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Mike would be uh, fat fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not fat fat. It'd be it'd fat be moron. <laughs> Just fat a fat Guido. idiot. <laughs> fat idiot with dumb glasses <laughs> and a bad uh, haircut. So he immediately drops it. Then he goes on to do the accent. He goes on to tell a story, and then there's another video. Do you remember what the other video was? With the Chris Gethard one? Oh yeah, yeah. He was he was making fun of Chris Gethard. He called him uh, him and Judd Apatow gayer than ISIS and a F word uh, comedian. Yeah, and uh, so that all blew up. And uh, within hours, then this was like you know the whole mob right. mentality a, of yeah. like why is this guy blah blah blah. So he's announced at SNL, and then Friday, the and day, then on Monday he was yeah. fired. Right. Uh, so there have been a lot of points of view yes. about Shane's hiring and firing at Saturday Night and Live. And this has been some real red meat for the comedy community. Yeah. Well, anytime anybody... There's two sides. Right. Any t- yes. Anytime there's my side. Somebody, <laughs> anytime somebody gets fired from a job for what is perceived as a an offensive joke, oh. uh, there is bound to be a Twitter fucking civil war right. amongst the comedy community, whether that is... Actual stand-up comedians and improv people and sketch people uh, and uh, people who are, I guess, adjacent to the comedy community. As we said, that dude Seth, who's just like a fucking a freelance a, comedy writer, freelance comedy <laughs> writer himself, that like yeah. that like covers the scene. Anybody that covers the comedy scene is a fucking idiot <laughs> to begin with. But I saw well, somebody is like a. I want to contest that. Why? Why do you say that? They're trying to, in a way, they're trying to do the same thing. We're trying to do. They're trying to make a career for themselves in an industry. Like that's how you I do will it. What is the industry in writing? As a as a, re, as a reporter, as a comedy like as what is there to report? As an entertainment reporter. Okay. I'm going to ju- jump in here. I know his work a little bit better. Uh, <laughs> besides getting into I'm a big it with sense oh, do of, you? <laughs> I, I actually, by all means just I actually I'm actually a freelance uh, uh, writer uh, reporting on comedy writers. Yeah. And I'm a uh, freelance writer on writers reporting on comedy writers reporting on. Okay. okay. But anyway, uh, he got into it with Michael Shea a few years ago. But his big thing is he wrote a really, really good article about how UCB should unionize or they should just pay their fucking performers. And it did get a little change. And eventually he kind of was correct to be like their financial model is, e- is, is either stupid or they're fucking everyone over. And it turns out their financial model is stupid. They have no money and they're... They've been also fucking their performers over. Uh, so that's some background in him. Leo, what's this I hear about you were banned? <laughs> Wait, you were banned from UCB? No, you were banned from performing. Obviously, Leo's never been uh, to a UCB uh, class. because No, 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 no I have. No, no, yes, no. and. <laughs> You're not banned from UCB. What's this I hear about uh, the PC culture coming for you, much like the way they came for Shane? Huh? Leo is a fucking idiot. <laughs> he can't even make the setting bit you work. up for your fucking oh. viral tweet, you dumb idiot. No, that's not a setup. Oh yes, my it is. god, no, I'm not editing not. any of this out. Oh my Leo god. is Leo is such a I fucking dumbass. I tried to dumbass. do uh, 
All I wanted for you to say Folks, is that I have Leo, a really great tweet Leo, right now. Leo, Leo I'm trying had to buy Byron Allen here, and you can't even you can't even take a softball. I can't. Im- it is like play baby playtime. So Leo, matter. what's this no, no. I hear about? BC oh. culture came Let's, for you. Hey Leo, read your fucking tweet. No, so we never we don't here. have to talk about it again anymore. Here, I'll, I'll do it in your voice. <laughs> Cancel culture is toxic. <laughs> I've been denied hundreds of opportunities to perform just because the booker happened to watch some YouTube clip I personally sent of them of me doing comedy. How is that? All right. Let's moving on. Tell <laughs> no, you read it. I, I don't know. I, I can't. This thinks. We're not doing it anymore. Tell how many likes I got. Yeah, Leo got 458 likes. <laughs> but right. how many retweets? Everybody stop. Nobody cares about Leo's yeah. tweet. Nobody that listens to this podcast. <laughs> You're like willing the thing of what you said earlier to happen right now by what? just losing listeners <laughs> in like this 15 minute span. You're incapable of focusing. <laughs> this one was this Twitter thing was not my fault. It was All right. just All right. so back to Shane. All right. So this is what usually happens when something like and this. it's beyond the comedy community right now. It's like it is. Yeah, it's it gets like beyond when it's really big. It gets beyond the comedy community. So like when we talked about the Dina Hashem thing. Which was, I think, the first week we came back with Andrea Allen, it it got to mainstream publications right. because Dina was getting death threats about a joke that she told on Comedy Central, and then rappers were getting involved, and it kind of and it's very over it's very culturally thing. relevant because of our kind of politics and whatever, right? Like the freedom of speech crowd, yeah. it's very much a thing, and yeah. it's this right, like the right to be able to exercise that, and this whole cancel culture and yeah. the mob mentality. Comedy seems like the thing that kind of is like the perfect storm of all of those. Yeah. So this is this is like the whatever the whatever the big hurricane was recently. This is it. Uh, so Dina was getting death threats, and right now poor Shane is probably getting like high five emojis <laughs> from white dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's getting a lot of like, oh, you fucking tell him. Chinatown well, sucks. All right, so we've laid it out. Why don't we just start and just air it out, Leo? What is what was your reaction when you saw this? What is do you feel differently about it now? Well, and my my so like my I think my point of view on this is it's like the I'm like the anti anti Trump uh, person for this, where it's like because he's a stand up comedian, the majority of stand up comedians are rallying behind this guy. And it's like, as a contrarian, it's so difficult to, in our little bubble, everyone is like, this guy has been the greatest injustice in the world where this guy is now not going to make $200,000 a year (laughs) and buy, he like, we, and you know, people are tweeting, like, you just drooled. (laughs) Leo just literally drooled. He's foaming at the mouth. (laughs) This is, no, no, but it's like, you know, people are going, it's like, we gotta, we gotta like, you gotta donate on Patreon so this guy never has to like lift a finger again. You know, we gotta rally. Shane needs to own a house right yeah. now, and it's like it's just insane to me that it's like well, who cares? This guy lost. You know how many people don't have SNL? Right, everyone else. Right, everyone else. <laughs> but I will tell you, how many you, great yeah. comedians? So, so you like still that, given me your opinion on it. Yeah. What so, did you think when you? So when you I saw so about, like, so when, when he got announced as SNL. I have, you know, I'm adjacent to Philly comedians that are not part of like his Shane Gillis's crew, but like an adjacent crew uh-huh. that came to New York before him. And the word from that was like, this guy's got it's insane because he's very much not a clean cut comedian, and there will be some serious skeletons. Yeah, and literally within hours, it was like, oh look. 
So what did you think of it? You still haven't answered the question directly. I, what did you think of, of which What part? did you think when you found out he said all these things on on the thing? Like, what, what was your personal reaction? What do you mean? I well, so <laughs> your personal reaction? I to know him you're a soulless puppet, getting but SNL I, I, and then and then not getting and then SNL. Getting fired. I was like, I felt bitterness because I was like, this guy moved to this guy has a, a golden carpet laid out for him since he's been in New York. What about I'm, when I'm he get, got? I'm, I'm getting okay, there right. in a long-winded way. You know, this guy. <laughs> Perfect. This I guy, think we should name the episode "In a Long-Winded Way" by Leo Wolf. <laughs> it's like you know. Uh, he moves to New York and is just instantly considered one of the best comedians in New York because he has the backing of some of the best comedians in New York yes. right away. Yeah. So like that is already annoying, right? Uh-huh. As as a as a failed comedian, it's annoying <laughs> to watch. Well, right, but it's annoying to watch someone because uh, he's funny. He's really good. He is a good stand-up comedian. He's funny. I watched him. You're describing him. the bitterness yeah. we all okay, feel sure, when sure. a stand-up does well, but just you're asking me a question. I'm answering the, it. The, the direct question fuck. I answered is. How do get you there. feel when he got taken this, off SNL? This is all important to set up what I'm this like uh Leo is setting up his bitterness. There's gonna be a fizzle. <laughs> so he can justify answer. how happy he is that Shane got this I taken wasn't away happy. from him. But Leo saying, is saying the things to us he couldn't say to his girlfriend when this happened. <laughs> He's getting no, it out now. No, right. So there's all of that where you're just like oh. you ro- I rolled my eyes when this guy got SNL, but but it's like He's a great stand-up comedian, and you see why they got him because they wanted like he's very he winks at Trump supporters, and it's like both sides could watch him and laugh at it, and it's great. Uh, then when that thing came out, and it's like people are saying there's he said some there, like he's done he's on Kumia Network where they call in and yell the N word, you know, and then it's <laughs> like you and then everyone laughs about it, right? So it's like he's in that world where you know there's gonna be some some rub to it right sure and then this thing comes out the c-h-i-n-k thing right <laughs> jesus leo well i don't know it's right 2019. and then i watched the video watching that video i i you know i am very much on the side of uh freedom of speech i am liberal i guess right yeah. i watched the video and as a comedian you want to stand uh behind the comedian but you watch the video and it, it li- we were talking about this earlier. It looks like two Vietnam vets talking about, you know, like the jungle, yeah. right? And the and other the monsters guy, they yeah they fought right. In the jungle. And it's like you're trying to. It's like you know you're like well you know they did fight in a war so they say some heart you know they say some bad words but yeah. it's like two. 29 year olds talking about how they don't they don't like uh chinese food yeah and it's just like you watch that video they're like both like sweating and you're like it's clearly shot in a basement yeah yeah, like like a webcam if if even if you didn't have the sound on you're like oh i guarantee you they said the c word like i guarantee they they dropped some racial slur right and you watch it and you go oh there's no there's no there's no spin in this there's like you know, when he says it, there's not like a wink or a little laugh. It's just he says it. He's like, you know, all the goddamn blanks there. And then the other guy's just like, yeah. <laughs> right? He's just like, yeah, they are. Yeah. And it's okay. like, and then, and so you watch that and you're like, oh, yeah, he's fucked. Right. And then it's funny. You're like, yeah, like, uh, right. The guy should, he should, my opinion is he should have never been in that situation. They, if they looked at anything other than his five minute clean set. Yeah. They would go, ah, this is probably not a great fit yeah. for SNL. I, I will say... Um, I'm not done. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Those two videos that came out, there's very few jobs in which you'd get to keep your job if that video... If like, right. If it went I around disagree a company, with that. If it went around in a company email and 
the three Asian people you work with are furious about it, you would either get a talking to or you would just get fired. Because if that's out for the public consumption, it's not like they like broke into your house, held a gun to your head and was like, give me your thoughts on the Asians. And then you spilled this out. You, yeah, that, you literally that, had to upload this to YouTube. You had to wait for it to, to buffer. You had to wait for it to sort of transfer. You did so much work to get this out there. And so, like, there's no job where if that is public information, if that public, uh, if goes the on, HR knows about it, you you're fired. If you have that in your past, a video of you saying that, your job will fire you, without a doubt. You know your job will fire you. Like if it's publicly, like if you're an <laughs> HR person. Oh, Mike isn't so much agreeing or disagreeing. He's just thinking about everything he's ever said in the podcast. <laughs> I have no skeletons uh, when it comes to Yeah, talking. that's the thing. It's like people live in this kind of insane world. Like there's comedians tweeting out. It's like, so what now? Like, so look, what if my clips of, of my roast battle get to my job? I'm going to get fired. It's like, yeah, yeah it's if possible. possible. Yes. Yeah. Yes, if, you're yes, calling every, if you're calling everybody racial slurs, to 10,000 viewers on like a YouTube clip. It's possible. It, even if it's to one and it's just a video of you, like even it's just you uploaded a selfie saying <laughs> a racist, just a racial slur and you send it to your e work email. You're I think there's, there's, yeah, I mean like, it, uh, listen, it's very, very difficult to defend what Shane actually said since it's not, you're not defending like a joke really. You're defending him sort of going i don't know about going like rogue on his podcast but ha having a discourse where the <laughs> says he says some racial slurs very difficult to defend but i do no, but it's, I as want a comedian it's his right to do it it's his right, sure. to, do it's his right it. to do it and it's like he no one is stopping him from doing that podcast and as, as far as i know no one's stopping him from doing stand-up he's still doing right. he's still the, but you can't he's like, like being welcomed with open arms at the stand it's just you you're not going to be given a golden ticket to possibly become a megastar on snl like it's not and you can't sort of cry like poor me when it's like you put this out there like right, you, right. this was a year ago if it was five years ago i'd be like listen he's playing a character like I it's a month ago a month I, ago he called andrew yang yeah yeah but there's something to it. I understand what he's trying to say of like I'm playing a character like come town and you look yeah, at yeah. like real ass. Those guys are playing characters of themselves like a more heightened version of themselves. And I get it. And I think that's what he's going for. But I also like I listen if they don't want to hire you because you dropped those words. I, I fucking get it. I, I, I think both institutions are going to be fine. I don't really give a shit. And right, but there. So this is not. I, I don't, think he's gonna have a great career after this as a stand-up. Yeah, only as a stand-up comedian, though, he's sure. not gonna become like a celebrity like Pete Davidson. No, like, but sure. he will be like That's a heralded comedy. Well, I, comedy. I think he goes the other way and he starts dating like Tommy Lyron. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think. Well, I, right, I don't wait, know wait, the guy personally, so I don't know. Here, here, but he's a he's a he could back up everything like as a stand-up. He could like back it up where if he were to sell out a theater or whatever, he will crush and people would want to see him multiple times. Yeah. Except it's not going to be a liberal crowd. It's going to be the people that watch, listen to come town. It's going to be the people that listen to uh real ass podcast or something. Uh, Does anyone listen to that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Your girlfriend is half Asian. What are these this fucking these talking points you got? Yeah, God so forbid. To be, Leo sees preparation and he's <laughs> and like, and you this try to be a host brutal. Uh, your girlfriend is Asian, right? Half. Oh, so <laughs> what were half of her thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> Did you have that written down? <laughs> <laughs> that pretty good. It's called improv, baby. <laughs> uh, what like what did she think about this? 
Well, so when he got announced, she was like, so she's an SNL fan. She's one of the, she's a person that likes Saturday Night Live and she, she works in entertainment and she like follows it, you know? And so she, she like just helped you one fucking iota, my friend. <laughs> she works in accounting. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, oh, I see the accounting for you, the attraction for you. you know, the wallet's looking pretty good. A small good. Jewish man was like, accountant, uh, I'm in. <laughs> you think I had any say in picking the relationship? Leo. Go ahead. I was happy anyone looked at me. Yeah, you're the. I, I feel like you have the same sad sack thing of, of me of like, I like people who like me. If you like me, I'm like, oh, I think I'm into no. you. I usually kind of think you're dumb if you like me uh but anyway <laughs> just uh what were her thoughts so she's a, she's an she SNL was like fan. she was she was excited for bowen yang because it's like oh for that's the other thing it's insane that shane the, was announced with bowen right really but timing is very tricky the, the, the timing of that is tricky a little odd but, to me but also insane that this is the first asian cast member it's yeah. fucking 2019 what the fuck yeah like what <laughs> like, yeah that that is absurd. So that is absurd. So she was like, whatever, and then you know, I will defend SNL. Ju- ju- it's not like there's a lot of Chinese people in the world, you know. <laughs> <laughs> They're very hard to find. <laughs> Small percentage of the population in the world is right. Chinese. So whatever. So she was like, whatever. But you know, obviously, she sees this like the way he looks, right? And if you're like a left leaning person, you look at this dude and you're like. The the ironic thing with Shane is like in 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 the comedy bubbles of L.A. and New York, the reason he had such a quick like kind of he's been doing it forever, but in New York he's only been probably a year or over. Yeah, the reason he's such had like a meteoric rise is because any because of his like kind of friendship with comics that gave him opportunity, any showcase or whatever he did, or any like Comedy Central comics to watch, he was like he stood out because. Those type of uh, things don't have that representation of just like yeah, cl- a shitty schlubby like hey I'm a big dumb white guy like yeah, yeah. and it's at like cl- so he, at cluster he, fest he was definitely the only like schlubby white guy right there. right so it's like it's like almost like he's the diversity in that where you're like whoa this is like an incredible point of view of just like hey you know this is why uh, white guys like so country the question music. remains what is your girlfriend so <laughs> let me just say the fucking thing i feel like your girlfriend's here because the way you're telling this story is <laughs> brutal <laughs> it really is a fight to get a word in no what so, did so, your girlfriend yes. think about this so like to us right as comedians we see him and we go Oh, this is like so not the, the <laughs> I'm getting there, you dumb idiot. I'm gonna call you a racial slur real soon, and it will be justified. Leo, oh, please, well, let's just get video get started. To the if, we're, point. if you're gonna say a racial slur, give us a heads up. I'm we'll start sw- a video. I'm right, I'm just sweating. And we'll send them to the bookers at SNL so they can go. Who? <laughs> Leo? Who's Leo? Uh, go ahead, Leo. Uh, Keep Leo, going. You, Sorry to so interrupt. Your, your girlfriend's thought. Sorry to I'm interrupt this already long world, story. Right, we see, like, Shane getting <laughs> SNL is, like, <laughs> it's almost shocking, right? A guy, uh-huh. Do you agree or disagree? Yeah, no, like, I, a guy I, like I, that archetype of that type of comedian. Yes. Just a big, like, like alpha, like, big, dumb white guy. And your and girlfriend him getting felt, SNL, right? Yes. To comedians, we go, that is shocking. You're like, I can't believe that. Yeah, right and all the all his thoughts. friends and whatever like finally the industry got it right uh-huh. but to a non-comedy person they look at that and go oh great another typical another uh, fucking uh, white guy another right white guy, yeah right so that's what she thought oh typical like the face of what a white male comedian looks like yeah is doing snl like like that every 
a job in comedy right now is all guys like that. Yeah. She's probably furious every time she sleeps with you. She's like, oh, another white guy again. <laughs> no, I'm an immigrant. <laughs> what the? Okay, all right. So. What do you mean? Uh, I'm a refugee, you dumb Let me idiot. ask you one more question. So when she saw that, that was her feelings. Thoughts? You're not going to get the chance, Justin. So those were her thoughts. Like, oh, great. A big. And then I, I was even, I was like, he's actually very funny. He's actually like an undeniably very good comedian, but you'll probably hate him. And then he got canceled, and that the video came out. What well, did she say the to the video? Well, when the video came okay. out, she was like, oh, great, blah, blah, blah. But she didn't actually realize he said this, the C word, the CH word. Yeah. Well, who could know? It's not part of his act. It's just, <laughs> you know, something that uh, he did then, on a podcast. But then when she, yeah, she was like kind of like upset. Into and the microphone, mad, please. And she was kind of just going like, oh, did they fire him yet? Yeah. So she was on the, she was on the side of correctness. Of not correctness of uh, justice, and well, Mike's on the side. Yeah, of she's a real I'm not, no, I'm not, I, uh, this Mike is, Coscarelli. This at is him. where no. This is where I think things get tricky, and it's almost it. It feels silly to even have conversations at this point because I when I when we started doing stand up, I I had always thought that <laughs> there would be because like the the PC culture was sort of bubbling. And it was like becoming the dominant yeah. force. I had always thought that it would eventually go the other way. That people would be like, "All right, like we th- this is an overcorrection. Like we're you know we're we're gonna go back to like having fun and 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 just sort of saying whatever." And you like know. you're talking about the waves. Like in the '90s, there was a lot of PC culture uh, for the time. There was sexual harassment suits that were being brought up all the time. And then we got the Man Show. And then we right. got like you know Hugh Hefner had his own reality show. Like. This oversaturation of overt madness. We got home improvement with Tim Allen. Tim Allen yeah. was famous because of the overtness, the, the overt reaction to the PC culture in the late 90s. So right. it was you were thinking it was going to swing. Was <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so you were thinking it was going to swing back the same way. I thought it had to. I mean, but the, it, it kind of has in comedy. It's just I don't not think it in, has at all. In, no, what do you, some of the biggest names, like. The crew Shane is adjacent to or part of, they're like the they're the bulk of comedy right now. Yes, but the thing is that that they, crew they have, is also not they're not they they're just not on NBC or Comedy right. Central. They're or not in the they're, mainstream. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like my thinking was always that it would swing back the other way into the mainstream. The way like Andrew Dice Clay at his peak was the biggest person, the biggest comedian on the planet. Like, like you know, no, it's not shade at like Lewis or Big J because they have good careers and everything, but they're not like, they're not fucking. I mean, they're not even somebody like Kumail or or like Jack like Jack McBrayer, like these guys that are like, right? But they're because they're doing movies and TV. But that's my point. Like, like I and I, I don't know. I don't know what those dudes are like, what their plans are or anything like that. But I don't know that that is like sort of. Uh, I don't know. The industry is looking for those guys to be like. Well, Lewis the industry is, gonna is changing. Lead the That's next the other thing. The, the industry, like TV and movie industry, is an old industry, and they're not adapting to the internet, right? Like the you see them adapt, but it's always in like bizarre ways. Like, right. The, like sure. Sing getting a show. Right. Right. From YouTube Which to we were like talking a, about, right. an actual network might be an overreach. I, I, I mean, not personal friend. A, a girl that I started out with in comedy that and we're sort of acquaintances. Um, for a time, Grace Helbig, she has a humongous, right. yes, humongous YouTube thing. And I remember when she got the show on E, I was like, this might work. And it didn't because people from YouTube watch things on YouTube. Right. right. They don't watch things on E. They watch it pretty much only on YouTube. So the, like the 500,000 views she got it daily, 
did not translate over to. I mean, that's nothing right. in TV. So, also, but here's the thing: I don't think that overcorrection is going to happen. And I think what has happened, and I don't know if it's like directly related to Trump, but or the internet, but this and this is my biggest problem with the Shane thing overall. It's not as much about like I. I think that SNL probably did do the right thing based on what Shane said. And it's unfortunate that I have to say that because I always like to have the back of, of comedians basically blindly. It's hard for me to ever want to turn on my own, you know? Um, wow, what a big hypocrite. Yeah, what? you have quit no, four no. different no. podcasts. No, I'm, I'm saying. <laughs> that you hosted with other comedians. <laughs> no, but they. That's All my anxiety fault. now. But social villains. Shut up, Social villains, but too. <laughs> <laughs> my point is that, like. So my girlfriend made me watch. <laughs> my, my defense of Shane was basically for, for Shane to, you know, I mean, as a comedian, you obviously, you know, everybody always says you don't know the line until you've crossed it. You need to be able to sort of take some chances. And I guess discretion is getting a little more difficult to really pin down just because the world is reacting in real time now where the world doesn't let you, you know, you don't get that four years anymore for something to get buried. So for him to have said something in 2012 or 2011 or something, with him getting announced at SNL, it wouldn't even, he wouldn't even be allotted that much time. I, I think that like at this point, it just happens in a snap. And I think I think the thing that because Trump is in the the White House, or you know, there's a couple of reasons for it. But I think now, the guys that I was talking about, the people that I thought would eventually get pushed to the mainstream, Justin, you're, I'm gonna quit this podcast. <laughs> Shut up. That's why I'm here, baby. The people that I thought would get pushed to the mainstream are not getting pushed to the mainstream, and not only are they not getting pushed to the mainstream, they're being labeled as like alt-right white supremacists which i also but, don't but think building, is fair but that's at the thing. all it's like the industry the traditional industry and the traditional way of like getting fans or being or getting exposure has changed where it's like i would say like something like uh legion of skanks that podcast right like during their era of andrew dice clay it's like or whatever 20 years ago it just wouldn't exist because there would be no way to access it would not be on any sort of traditional platform like radio or TV because it's like insane. Dice? No, Legion of Skanks. Right. And they would not have the ability to build up a fan. Like they would just do the show at the a live show at the Creek, right? And what? And twenty people would come every time. Howard Stern, if his show came out today, the way that he did it throughout you that's know a, all of his career, Stern would be considered. It, by today's standards, a white supremacist, right, even but though he he's would, a fucking he, Jewish but, but guy. But he would build up, he would build up that huge following on podcasts and the internet. Totally. But the thing is, it's like once that is that, on this, you, the, and you're you poisoned. also think he would think the same way he thought when he was 21, right, right, in 1984. He's evolved. As he's a, a contrarian. Yeah, agreed. He's a contrarian, and he's also evolved as a person. And the way you think at, I mean, I'm sure the way you thought at 21. Uh, you know, uh, 40 years ago, Leo was completely different. Agreed. But the difference is that the attacks now are coming from it, the, the sides have switched. So like when Stern was, cause Stern got, I mean, Stern was a lightning rod for controversy. Uh, oh, you're saying but, so the liberals are coming after you for censorship. Whereas yes. it used to be the conservatives. Yeah. Which I is think strange to me because well, like Stern, no, conser- no, 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 I'm not gonna, I'm not, I disagree because I, conservatives I, come for, for censorship as well. The girl that tweeted at uh, Baron Trump from SNL, that got fired oh, yeah. two years ago. 
or how many okay. years. Okay, there's like also there's, years there's, ago. That's there, not no, no, the, today's like current three, climate. It's during okay. Trump's presidency. If it's three years ago, it's you might as well have been ten years ago. No, no. If it's three years ago, it's three years ago. No, it's not three years. Three years is a shorter amount of time now with the with the current climate and there social media. There are plenty of people getting canceled by conservatives. Conservatives are boycotting stuff as well. This idea that it's only liberals is like uh, Republicans. Three years spin. is more than two years. <laughs> what in this culture? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the derailment. My whole point is now that I, I think that that I think that's unfair, and I think like Nick Mullen is not a fucking white supremacist. Like, no, all he's these not, people he's that not are white like, supremacists, but he's not. He does. Should he be on SNL? And no, should Nick like what's the? But line? here's the thing: Nick Mullen is really fucking funny. He's really man. funny, okay. but and Shane funny, is really he's funny. funny in in a non uh, like PG thirteen kind of way. You okay, know? do you think Bowen Yang is funny? I've seen him be funny, yeah. You've seen him be funny. Do you I've think seen him he's be funny? funny also. Okay. Do I personally... Here's my thing. Yes. Can he make a group of uh, strangers laugh? Yes. 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 Okay. All right. Fair. My my whole... The thing that I think it all trickles down for me, A, is Next that... Next question. I don't... <laughs> shut up. Got gotcha. you. I, a, I don't think SNL casts for the funniest person No, anymore. they don't. They cast for... Like we were, were saying earlier, Lorne Michaels literally thinks he could make anyone a star. So I he agree. Did, so he could pick out a fucking garbage man and go, "You're it, kid." And like, it's like an ego thing for him. It's an ego thing, and he has a high batting. And he's average. right. Yeah, he's right a lot of the time. Even when the people don't hit on the show, they hit like seven years later, and he's got a high batting average. And there's so many people who didn't get on the show who were much funnier, but clearly were not meant to be on that show. I understand. Right. Listen, like, they I have... Saying, Nick Mullen Keen Peele didn't Nick get Mullen on the show. Really funny, Jim Carrey. Should, should Nick Mullen be a writer for Jimmy Fallon? Like, it's just like not a... That's... Shane Gillis was not a, ever a fit for SNL. I agree. And it's like, but because he's a good comedian he and he's like kind of played the game the right way. His like his clean five minutes or clean showcase well, set is like present... the one little fetish that Laura yeah. needed to fill. And so that's why he was even in the running. But the, the point is he was... the. He was going to fill the Pete Davidson role of coming on Weekend Update and, and doing stand-up that was masked as a character or something like and that. And then being like every Republican white politician. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Here, here's the thing. There are So you brought it up before, and you said something before we started taping about how when Shane first got SNL, you were, prob- you were thinking that white guys were probably like, oh, yeah, cool. Like, like all white right, guys are like, back, baby. Yeah, white guys are back. And then when he got fired, it, it sort of set white guys back yeah, you're like oh well yards. now they're never gonna like it's true i think that that uh, that element of this is a hundred percent true and yeah, i think that we are killed the white i think we are comedian. we're crossing and into an era now where white people there is like a stare we are stereotyped and the stereotype now there's two white guys there is uh, yeah, the, the only real the racism white guy. is against white people no i'm not saying it's the only real no no that's not true <laughs> i think th- i do think that we are finally becoming like a ca- categorically stereotyped no, but th- there's the maga hat uh, white guy and then there's the soft white guy who fucking like apologizes for being born and being white and those are the two though you have to fit into one of those categories and if you're an ethnic white person you have to fit as, something a- else like you're when right. I did America, when I tried out for America's Got Talent, they wanted me to be Maniscalco basically because right, right. I'm Italian. They wanted so you like, to be funny. Yeah, they, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's what they meant by Maniscalco. They're, they're, they're like, like, we want you to be funny, Mike. <laughs> can you do? They can were you, like, you wear a leather have, jacket. Wait, have you heard of a joke? <laughs> can did you I be tell Chappelle? you? Did I can tell you be anybody who's funny? <laughs> this is unrelated to really anything. But when I when I auditioned for America's Got Talent, uh, they liked my bit that I did about my sister. Did I ever tell you this? No. I, they liked my What's bit. What's the bit about your sister? 
You never heard this? How she's, she could, even though she's mentally handicapped, she could still be a bitch. Yeah. So she like basically she exploits the fact that she she's smart enough to know that she's mentally handicapped. Yeah. So she exploits it. Yeah. Well, you guys so that was the bit. call her down syndrome to her face. What? You do right? What? You call we her call her down syndrome. Well, you, I mean, you say it in front of her. It's that she secret. has Down syndrome? Yeah. Yeah, of course. It's not like a secret. But basically, I had this bit. <laughs> I thought that was one of the rules you couldn't say in front of them. No. Ridiculous. It's like well, a gremlin. He just I had, don't get him wet after I, a minute. I had this bit. I had this bit. She turns to dust. Shut the fuck up, both of you. <laughs> if you say it three times. <laughs> you have Down syndrome. You have Down syndrome. Okay, so you had this bit about Down syndrome, your sister. Go I ahead. had this bit, and that was one of the bits that America got, America's Got Talent liked and wanted me to, to do. Yeah, the thing that stands out. So when I, when they were having like meetings with producers, one of them called me and was like, was like we really love this bit. Do you think when you show up, uh, you know, for like the, the taping and stuff, could you bring her That's with exactly you? Exactly what the, I thought they would have asked bit. you to do. That. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Of course. Why wouldn't I do they it? Make yeah. a moment. Why they would I do cut, that? Wait, what do you mean? They want to cut to your sister in the audience, like, yeah, hey, mate, you right. know, clapping <laughs> and stuff. I hate when you do that. <laughs> but I'm saying that's exactly. I'm doing she it as clap? a mocking character. No, she can't clap yet. Okay. She <laughs> hasn't got there. Uh, no, no, no. But she <laughs> clap, Leo. <laughs> But that's the whole TV With moment. Is yeah, they wanna, shut up. They want you to say the joke, and, and they yes. want it to yeah. cut to her, and then to have you go, and she's actually here right now. I love you, baby. Yeah, yeah, Nicole, yeah, you're the best. Yeah. Anyway, uh, she's a bitch. <laughs> Big fat cunt, this girl. <laughs> and what? You were like, I am an artist. <laughs> that's why I am stood online for two hours this morning. With this, with this sixteen-year-old hula hoop dancer, to for America's Got Talent because I am an artist. I'm an artist. I hung out with a ninety-year-old fire eater, and I pissed into a Poland spring bottle so I could get this audition. I will not sell out, sir. I will not bring my sister. How dare you? How dare you make my sister listen to my stand-up? It will only hurt her more. She will get bored. (laughs) She will get bored if she has to listen to. A I'm second not gi- of me doing stand I'm not up. giving her double down syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> double downs. That's right. <laughs> I can say this because I've met her before, and she's and yeah. Really, and you also have. Down I like that. Also have down Comedians syndrome. will make their own rules for why yeah, yeah. they can say. Some I can stuff. say this. Because I can say it. I'm a third Jewish. Uh, <laughs> my dad's side. Uh, no, no. I've met Nicole. She's very, she's very, very sweet. She's actually my favorite Coscarelli by well, anyway, a country mile. What was the original point you were going to make? The original point was, was that my, the I, white people what were your are girlfriend's being, thoughts. I, I do, think, I do I think, think that we're getting, we're crossing over into that to I being disagree. stereotyped. Well, maybe, we're, we're, maybe we're in a way. domestic terrorists. Where uh, you I know, think this uh, is the first time white people are being, or time. or we're uh, ethnic. Over him. Jordan Raybould. Yeah, don't Jordan Raybould make. Well, why you guys gotta? Jordan's a great and funny comedian. Anyway, no one uh, cares. No, my point. I think what's happening. This is the first time where white people are now being put into these stereotypes. I that's agree. Been in that's enter- what I, that's in what entertainment. I said. In entertainment. Period. Not just in entertainment. I think period. All I right, think. Well, I think talk, people see a picture of white people because now. That's like our little world. Sure. I think in comedy, right? Because right, ten years ago, if you're an Asian American comedian, you essentially had to do one type of act. Right, you had yeah. to do the voice at some point. Dead one fan. of your relatives, right, right. One of your relatives is this type of Asian person, right? If you're a Latino comedian, same thing, right? If you're an African American comedian, black comedian, right? And there's like a handful of that kind of transcended that and almost applauded of just like they're not just doing I'm Asian or I'm a woman or I am a black jokes, right? Right. This is the first time we're now white people, white comedians. Or white entertainments are now 
feeling the effects of that where it's like, oh, if you're a white guy, I don't care about your day to day. I want to hear you about either you being a racist or you right. being a huge pussy. Right. Right. And it's like, and as white people, well, for you, I don't know. I am not from this country, so I don't. None of this really. You've been here more than you've been in. No, the you know, as 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 an immigrant and as a refugee, <laughs> oh, you know, I can't really. See, but this is what happened. So it, it is so poisonous to be a white person now because I do the same that thing. Leo's with being running Italian, away from being white. He goes, actually, we, I'm an immigrant. Yes. Well, no, first it, of all, it, it is you protested it is bad from me. news. It's bad news. No, no, to but be just a white you know, person. as the diversity in this room, it is like interesting <laughs> to hear two kind of. Uh, My fucking no. dog is more diverse than you. <laughs> no, no, no. But this is it's it's right like. It feels uh, it feels outrageous that it's happening to white people or white men, right? Yeah, and it's like it fucking sucks for us because we live in this generation. But as far as just like from um, from an like an alien perspective, when you yes. look down, it's like it's literally been thousands of years. I agree. Where you've been on top, and I I boo-hoo. completely it's it's very boo-hoo. it's very sad yeah. that this is when we started to come up in entertainment yeah. when it started to become. You know, radioactive to have white skin. Be but funny, Mike. Justin, that's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the. There's white people doing perfectly fine. I need comedy. to have like purple hair Why or don't you something just start crazy. Your sister around. <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah, I yeah. Start to, I'll start bringing Nicole around with me. I'm not. This is not me complaining. I just. No, you're right. That's a good I call. Think about that it, this but is a tr- I think this is I like think a legitimate trend that is just becoming the reality. There's like memes about this shit about like white. Uh, there's memes about every. No, point no, no, of view. no. But there's, this, this, <laughs> this, not really this phenomenon of white people feeling like they're being um, marginalized. Uh, marginalized. It's not they're being marginalized. They're just being treated like everyone else. Everyone else, and it feels outrageous because it, there's it's been, never been. It, right. There's never been a generation of people who's yeah. felt it. As much as these people, I get it. But the point is, if you're funny enough, Justin, that's not spunk, true. Yes, that has never been true. How about this? How's Mark Norman doing? Fine, I guess. I don't he's know. But good. he's a different. He's a different generation of. He's my uh, age. What are you talking about? No, different because generation? he's more successful and funnier and better than you in every aspect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm agreeing. But I'm saying he started. Doing, is, when did you white. start doing comedy? Uh, 2011. Uh, uh, 2011. He's been doing it probably for. 12 years you also named one person he's it's not like, like there's this he's the last, he's the last wave like when you started comedy he was probably six years in yeah and he's like he's the last wave of that him dan soder and dude this is also like Andrew like Schultz. those guys Schultz is a different case because he's created his own thing. right and these guys are all so these guys are Andrew all Schultz Schultz should be on snl do i think he should be i mean i are think you, are you a person that th- is is like if they're funny, they should be given the opportunity to be on it. No. I think SNL is a very specific right. show. And My I think example, that the people that are that always do better on SNL are honestly are like improv people. Like Chris Farley was not a stand up comedian. Chris Farley is arguably City the funniest person to ever be on SNL. Mm-hmm. And he was like he was made for that show. Mm-hmm. Where like Schultz could probably be good on it. Soder, Dan Soder, another very That's funny comedian. Like, he does voices. He does. It's insane to me that Dan Soder is not an SNL, he but may Shane Gillis. No, no. Uh, are you saying over Shane Gillis? Like, like it's like, yeah. There's so many. And no, of that again, type. no disrespect to One anybody. Time, it's just like no, no. Please feel disrespected. <laughs> uh, no, Dan Soder is like a better version of, of Shane Gillis in every way, other than like. 
he's like maybe too like good looking, you know? Yeah. He doesn't but Dan have, is doing well. Like Dan is on billions. Dan's right, got Dan's like a good career. So Dan is Shane's like a guy a who's great career. I'm sure. But Shane is not, not going to be on, on television TV, yeah. like that. And this is the thing. Like when you were talking about Mark Norman, again, it's like no, no shade at, at Mark, but like the the career. Mark, listen, if you're listening, shut up, Leo. Not. The the thing is, it's like it's like do, the question comes down to like, do you want to be mainstream famous? Do you want like SNL has the ability to make you mainstream famous? Yes. And I don't know that Mark is like quite there yet. He's doing. He has a good career. He is a he is a very successful working stand-up. He's like Seinfeld on the show Seinfeld. He's like living that life. Right, like Seinfeld was like a working life. comedian, They're, totally. He paid for an apartment with with stand up money. Dude, I am not m- knocking like him at all. In the, city. the difference is, you know, like these other people that like are like a Kristen Wiig who like shows or Kate McKinnon who like show up on on SNL and like knock it out, become fucking worldwide celebrities sure. and ultra famous. And Mark isn't that. You know what I mean? Pete Davidson's going to be that after the Judd Apatow sure. movie. Sure, right. He's but white. This is like, but, but Pete Norman is like the other example that Mark I'm talking Norman? about. Like he's got like fucking tattoos and who's hair like, who's, and. Who's, because Mark Norman is like one of the best comedians in New York. Who's like a, a notch below Mark Norman? I'm saying that's a dream for a lot of people. Uh, Louis the, C.K. <laughs> the dream. It's like to to go from where you are right now to like just making to Park Kurt Slope. Metzger to like just making. Probably fifty thousand dollars, but you're only a stand-up comedian. No, he makes more than that. Uh, there's like a New York Times article about where he, that's about it. Like recently? Uh, probably like six years ago or something. Oh, I, whatever. Yeah. But it's like just making a living off of being a comedian is like that's a that jump from going to not to is like a huge jump, and for a lot of people, that's that's a dream life. Totally. That's not being world famous, though. No, no. Which is like the... We're talking about two different things. Yes, yes. But I'm saying that is already a very difficult and incredible thing to achieve. And like most of these people have achieved that. And now you're just talking... And now you're talking about it's like, well, how much of a dream life should this guy live? Right. That's true. That's what's happening with Shane Gillis. Like Shane is living the dream of so many comedians right now. And before he even got SNL... And lost it because he's a racist. <laughs> no. But here's the thing. No, so but Shane, you know what I'm saying? Granted, like, uh, Shane does have to like obviously as live an immigrant that came from nothing. It's <laughs> Shane's, just, Shane's gonna have I to. I was like in Chinatown the other day. You guys don't go there. <laughs> Shane's Let's just gonna reenact it. Shane, <laughs> fucking clip. Shane's gonna have to obviously like I got noodles. Carry what he has said on the podcast with him, as I will, and you're gonna have to, and. You are going to have to. I've done enough Chinese accents on this podcast alone. But none of us probably, are going to... But this is my point. Like, <laughs> so Shane, none yes. of us have visions of success. Shane, Shane, I, I think that Shane is probably living a pretty authentic life and his act is very authentic to him. And like moving forward, his crowd is probably going to be a crowd that he at some point... It's going to be a comedy crowd. With. That's what comedy crowd. It will be a comedy are. crowd. But stand the other up, thing is, dude, up. what about what about those people who will... Because listen, I, I, I had to defend Shane a little bit at work. I did not think it went well and i, I don't know why you even brought it up it got brought up did dude, you do the voice content company no i didn't do the voice <laughs> point yeah. is that like i had the found, eyes i found myself i found myself fucking racist defending shane who uh-huh. now was thrust into the mainstream with uh-huh. a certain light on him uh-huh. defending shane to people that are but my what, age what or def- a tiny bit younger 
I was defending his. I'll get to that in a sec. But like talking oh, wow. to them so about this, huh? and these people do consider themselves comedy fans. Yeah, they do consider themselves comedy fans. But now Shane is persona non grata because he said this thing. So whether he's really funny or not, really will never matter. They believe he said something homophobic. They believe he said something racist against Asians, which you know they believe hard that to because he did. I know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying <laughs> Listen, that he did it. Don't go off the video that I released of myself <laughs> saying these things. <laughs> my, go my, off my stand-up. My <laughs> point is now that Shane is Shane is forever pigeonholed because but, of this thing. Sure, but those this people unfor- those people were never gonna come watch. We're never gonna see go to see Shane Gillis perform. Maybe they'll randomly be at a comedy club where he happens to be there. Before this, right? But they sure. were never they weren't buying tickets to go. I want to go see Shane I, I Gillis mean, comedy. To, to me, this is relevant. To me, this this strikes like your argument. I disagree with because this is like let's say four years from now, the Bagel Boss is going to be on SNL, <laughs> and people are like, you know what? I got to bring up the Bagel Boss video, and he's like, no, 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 don't judge me on Bagel Boss video, okay? I do stand up now. I'm a comedian. Don't bring up that thing from four years ago where I freaked out on women for asking me how tall I am. You know what I mean? Like yeah. th- these are his actions. He's the Bagel Boss. Shane is the Bagel Boss. You got to eat your bagel. You got to just sit in it. <laughs> And people are gonna know you as Bagel Boss. They're gonna know Shane as the the the, the hater of right. Chinese food, which totally. is such a weird position. Yeah, yeah. Who hates it's Chinese that's food? Like when, that, when that video came, that was out, the most offensive people, thing. People were just tweeting. It was like, "What kind of idiot is like <laughs> doesn't like Chinese food? Oh, cheap food that's fairly good." What I mean, he looks like he's <laughs> eaten a couple of fucking. Wontons. He looks like he's eaten a Chinese man. <laughs> All right, wait. Fucking, but here is he to say anything? The other aspect of this that bothered me. No, was, but you well, didn't get to what were you so what was your defense? What were you defending? What were, Mike, what were your girlfriend's thoughts on this? The, oh, I <laughs> No, no, I want to hear even, the defense. We haven't talked in days. What were you defending? <laughs> like they were calling him a racist and what were is that what My defense was the same defense that I have of every comedian when something like this happens, which is usually that the process is very ugly. If you've never done stand-up comedy or if you've never, uh, you know, if that hasn't been your daily grind and, and the thing that you're focused on doing, then you don't really understand that sometimes... Sometimes you need 20 minutes of calling Chinese people <laughs> the, uh, racial slur yes. with a straight face. Leo, do not, <laughs> do not sweaty, pretend. Sweaty. Yeah, do not, Asian, do not pretend that you and I haven't stood in front of a mailbox in on Bleecker Street and done all of this stuff, just not into a microphone. Sure. Uh, to and get it, to a place and that was funny. video of it myself. Right. But it's like, it, for us, to, but it's like absurd to, for, for you to say or me to say that's part of the artistic process. It is. You no, don't think, it's, you don't no, think, it's yes, us it being is. juvenile no. idiots like, yes. la- trying to make each other laugh because right. we're standing on the street trying to get some foreign person to come watch us do stand up. And you don't to come think, watch <laughs> us not do that. I can tell you, wait, I can wait, tell wait, you wait. right now. So you guys were barking outside and you did the Asian voice? No, oh, I mean, we've done, pl- there's plenty of stuff. <laughs> I, I, I can't pinpoint right, a specific absurd. thing, but Leo and I were, were disgusting on the street. About everything. What about but that's women? Like gay every people, every thirteen uh, year old boy is doing what Shane and Matt did, and it's like it's it's fucking juvenile, funny, like whatever. Agreed, it's like, right? It's, it's, it's what. It's, it, but something can also be juvenile. But you, you don't so, just. But for to justify it as like part of an artistic process to become. But it a is. Great, all the greats did it. <laughs> do you really I not Chaplin think, doing the voice? <laughs> do you real? Do you really? Do you really not think that? 
that all the greats didn't have some aspect. Maybe it's not on a podcast, but do you really think like the people that we grew up admiring and wanting to be like in the comedy I grew world? Up watching Pauly Shore, so I don't know what <laughs> we don't have the same. <laughs> we don't have the same taste of comedy. Pauly Shore was your influence to be yeah, a comedian. Pauly Shore and uh, I grew up watching Margaret Cho, so <laughs> she would never do that voice. <laughs> Fucking piece of shit. No, no, the, yeah. The point yeah, being is, I think there's something to like you're exercising the the muscle to make the other person laugh, and because we're pieces of shit, it's like I know the only way to make you laugh is <laughs> doing a terrible thing. Sure, yeah, it's, it's, the, it's right. the cross but, line. But, but I'm the not point is, this was a year. Not, this was a year. I'm ago. talking here, Justin. All right, but here's the thing. All right, I'm I, saying you, I'm not pretending that it was a year part ago. Of, me becoming a great stand-up comedian. I that's do. Just, it's just me trying to make you laugh because you're a terrible person. So am I. Right. And I understand that. And that's one of the aspects. And I'll get to that in a second. But you keep saying that it's a, it's a year ago as if uh, what does that ex- what does that mean? Does that mean that because it's a year ago that now we should all have this understanding that we should never speak like that ever, even when we're alone? Even no, when we're, it, it, it means because that, it, that is you have to have so some, ridiculous. You have to have some form of intelligence that if you are taping a podcast and you're videotaping the same podcast podcast and you're and doing you're tr- they're trying to build a fan base yeah they're, they're not like it's not like this piece of shit where it's like six people are gonna listen to it you know they're like really trying <laughs> right, leo's mic is off <laughs> all the way down you know they're really trying to be you know they're really trying not like here yeah we're not trying to the point is i, I who fucking cares uh leo is there anything you'd like to plug wait is this ending yeah it's been like two hours oh. no it's not it's been it's been one hour but the last thing i wanted to say was <laughs> And then the then part I disagree s- with you, I agree with you that it's like he has the right to say it. And it is like I, probably, yes, probably every person that's trying to be funny has said some terrible thing and yeah. like in private or whatever. People, but every person, every person, Dude, sure. every person. And this is like the thing. There is so, so much self-righteous indignation about this. But uh-huh. everybody, even if you're not like, all right, so his thing, he got caught talking about Chinese people. And, you know, calling uh, Chris Gethard a homo or whatever he did. Yang and then... Yeah. All right. And that, again, it's... it's The defense is not that he should be saying this on a podcast and everything. The defense is the people that are... That, again, it's like the... It's the... the it, it was a year ago thinking. The fact is that everybody has been in a living room with their friends and has done some incarnation of this, whether it's a Chinese person, whether it's gay people talking about uh, a straight white guy, whether it's black people talking about Spanish people. What? No matter what, no matter who was throwing the shit that at it was who, everybody. I bet. I don't. I don't. Th- I think that when you are with like your this. friends, you you do exactly what we do in front of the mailbox. No, there's, because there's you say actually, the most craven thing. There's actually nice people. There's actually nice people that don't do this. Stuff. And those nice people are usually not on Twitter. Fucking sure, but I'm saying you could find a person to be on SNL that doesn't have a public record of. This. I agree with you, dude. That, that's not like what the argument right. is. I'm not. I'm not like. I don't think that SNL was in the wrong to let him to to not bring him on. I I think that like yeah, especially yeah, bringing Bowen on at the same time, it's bad timing. It's a slap but, in the face. Yeah, and I I understand that, and I I really don't. Th- I I don't look at this as like. But I I also think that SNL has a long history of doing so much offensive shit that just uh, for some reason gets overlooked completely. But it doesn't. It, but but it's not offensive in the time. In the That's time, the it's not offensive. In dude. the time, it's like. Right now it is, but in the time it's not. Okay, so years ago, but then what is the what's the cutoff? Was not a year. What's the cutoff I, where we're, we're, we're fine with it? A year. <laughs> no, there is no cutoff. I mean, I don't know. So, so I, I thought blackface was never okay, but it was okay in the eighties when when Billy Crystal did it. 
when he was Sammy Davis I didn't Jr. Say that. I don't know. But this but is what I'm saying, dude. Like, uh, but apparently the was, rules are seem different for everybody, happened, and I don't think that that, that is fair. If it fair. happened on national television, it obviously was okay. Yeah, it was approved. Okay, I'm not saying it's fine or not fine, but I'm saying like, if there's an outrage, there'll be an outrage. You, you can't you can't do like a what about this as your argument. Your argument has to just focus on what's going on. You can't do, but what about this? What about this 20 years ago? But you can when the establishment that, that is in has nothing to do with it. It does have something to do with it. Do you, does SNL want somebody on there? And again, I, they're not casting Billy Crystal from 20 years ago. They're, they're casting Shane Gillis from today, but we said something dumb a month ago and a a year ago, but is the goal to be cutting edge? And in SNL's case, SNL, SNL is not cutting edge. It's SNL not. has a history of being cutting edge. Sometimes it's not, it's not cutting edge. It's just it wouldn't be it, on for forty years if it was cutting edge. That's not true. Cutting it's culturally like, it's culturally relevant, but it's not. All right, it's fair. SNL is probably the fourth best sketch a, show it, that's ever existed. It's a, it's it's fourth? on NBC. Yeah. Chappelle, like, Chappelle, uh, Akeem Peel. I think Kim Peel is better than SNL. Kim Peel yes, funnier. yes, it's, it has consistently funnier sketches. Uh, I'll, I'll throw. You're just naming sketches. No, I'm not. Kim Peel is is is. It, I, I think most people would agree with you. It's better. In Living Color might be better. In Living Color might be better. And then I'll throw the best one, Mad TV. Uh, I'm a Mad I TV hate, guy. No, Shane Gillis. I hated Mad TV. <laughs> no, the, o- the only had an Asian American uh, cast member 20 years ago. Uh, the only other thing that I really wanted to bring up with this was a woman played it. I I think that Bobby Lee. No. What? Go on, go on. I think that the I think you about the Asian character. The academics that have sort of like co-opted comedy, I do think have kind of taken it away from what this really is and if you're in it, you kind of understand it. It's the fucking shitty kids in the back of the bus that are f- complete fuck-ups that maybe some of them wind up putting it together enough to to make it and turn themselves into something but that's what this this industry kind of is it's just a bunch of kids that were like i disagree i disagree i disagree can i say i disagree again you're talking about you're still applying like this idea of (laughs) yes shane gillis doesn't get to do snl he's still gonna have a career there's a guy tony hinchcliffe tours the country doing an open mic like that he's not like uh, whatever one of the whatever the academic there's a whole industry it's just you don't get the stamp of approval of an NBC or a Comedy Central or a late night set but you're but gonna you have to but it's it means nothing there are guys that have done fucking uh, Johnny Carson that uh, died from poverty you know <laughs> and it's like there's there's uh, you know there's a guy that has a podcast making fucking 200k a year just calling people the n-word or whatever right because he built up his own fan base so talk into the microphone. friends friends that we know corinne fisher has made more money than people who have made late night appearances and she has zero late night appearances right and it's like that probably digs at her a little bit that, I'm sure that, that, bothers cre- her, yeah. that credibility but it's like at that point her doing any of those things that are give, gonna give her that like old industry stamp of approval as a comedian it's only for her ego it's has nothing it's not gonna increase any dollar amount or no, increase really. a fan or anything no. if she wants to tour the country being a comedian she could do that she's right now that yeah but I, her- I don't know that i agree man i i mean in corinne's case like corinne will be fine but truthfully the more you work the more but there's you work. so many corinne is like how about this corinne guys? is not an anomaly there's so many podcasters and so yeah. many youtubers that are building their fan base just off of that and it's like they all just want more they want like i 
me having my own career and having a fan base is not enough. I want SNL's fan base. Like, yeah. And that's how about not how this? it works. How about we end this podcast right now by saying one thing nice and one thing bad about Shane Gillis? <laughs> uh, I'll start it off. Um, one thing very nice is I think his stand up is very funny. And do you uh, actually though? Yeah, I, I saw two sets. I, I've seen him once at the stand, and I've seen him uh, online twice. I've, I've seen two sets that are online. Clusterfest. Clusterfest. Yeah, I saw that one. Th- that was pretty good. So I'll it's give okay. him that. And then one thing bad is that he is losing is his hair. Fat. <laughs> and he's got the confidence of of somebody like my weight when he should have the confidence of somebody like Mike's weight or something. <laughs> Wait, yeah, I don't want to talk about this. Shane no, yeah. no, no, I'm kidding. I take this out. This is terrible. You're not no, going to no, take, take it out. out. You're gonna definitely take not going to take that. Think I'm editing this? You well, crazy? Look, you guys have to do it now. I can't just be the villain. No, no. Leo, what's your uh, Twitter handle? At Lev Wolf L E V V O L F. I got a real hot tweet going right now. Please like yeah, it stop and talking uh, about retweet it. Right. And then at, at Leo Wolf on Instagram, I got some good stuff there. The GoFundMe is on there as well. All right, I'm, we're going to edit that out. And, at, uh, and uh, please donate to my GoFundMe. Yes, please. Re- Maybe if we get it too. to 15,000, Leo will quit comedy yeah, altogether. Just, just pitch Shane Gillis's <laughs> Twitter handle. Uh, I'm at Mike Coscarelli on all social platforms. I'm at Justin Perez on Twitter and at The Fart Box on Instagram. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. We appreciate that. Also, listen on Spotify because we're there as well. And next week, we will have a guest in which we won't argue with, and it'll be a woman. We'll see. All right. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week. It's Triple P. Bye.